Hey, and we're live. Hey, Rule the Galaxy fans. It is Joe and Joey that way. Uh, and chapter 132 of Rule the Galaxy. And uh, we're going live. We're, we're going to give it a shot. Uh, I'm still in my softball gear. Just came from my daughter's softball game. And um, here we go. We've got some more people hopping on. We should have Nick. We should have D-Doc. Brent should be here. Um, let me see who else. Oh, T-Bob. Should be here. T Bob, you like that, Joey? I said it wrong. T Bob. T Bob. T Bob will be here. Home Depot. T Bob. Hey, guys. So, anyway, it's chapter 132 of Rule of the Galaxy. We are live, as you can see. Uh, it's going to be a little scattered. Uh, Alfie sent me a thing, and maybe Nick or D Doc did. Is this just going to be a free for all? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a free for all. And what the heck? Every now and then you just have to do that. One of the questions, though, that I did send out, we're going to get answered by Dave Jones here in a minute. But before I jump into that, always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Email us, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. And just follow us at Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. I'm going to introduce, introduce the two guests that are here. Um, Mr. Joey, how you doing, sir? Hey, good. Uh, good, good. I made my modeling debut today. Um, so that was fun. Oh. That was a, a a nice little twist, a fun little thing that I got to do uh, out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling nice and handsome this evening. That's awesome. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you just did a kind of live show with James Hinchcliffe of of uh, yeah. Right? We did a we had a an event a, uh, a an event to raise money for. Um, autism awareness and this, this Academy that's in uh, Indiana that helps, um, you know, children and, and, and uh, teenagers who, um, you know, uh, have autism and, and, and gives them the resources and allows them to do uh, good things. So yeah, me and Hinch and a few other people were out there. It was a good crowd and in uh, a fun time on Sunday. So yeah. Good, good. And if I'm not mistaken as well, you just came out with a line of clothing. I did, yes. Uh, a line of a uh, logo um, with obvious shirts. The company in uh, Chicago, Joe and Devin, doing a great job. Love those guys. They set me up. Um, so obviousshirts.com. Uh, now, and actually, they have. Uh, they just opened up their own brick and mortar right down the street from Wrigley Field. So if you're heading up there, the old friendly confines, uh, the federal landmark, you can stop in obvious shirts. Great gear, soft, uh, relatable, funny, uh, and it's available now there on obbyshirts.com, so you can go check it out. You got it. And uh, next on the list, Mr. Nick Shesky. How you doing, Nick? Hey, I'm doing great, Joe. Glad to be on tonight. I was late because I have been consumed by Lego Star Wars uh, and the Skywalker saga. I got it about 20 to 30 minutes before we jumped on, got it finally downloaded, and my God. It's awesome. Is it? it? Is, uh, I'm telling you, I could spend hours sucked in on this game. I hate myself for being a 28-year-old, like, full-grown man that just shelled out close to 50 bucks to, you know, buy a Lego Star Wars game. But at the same point, what's my one rule that I've said? If it's a Star Wars IP, I'm going to buy it. Like, it's just, it's just something about it. I'm going to do it. And I totally get it. I was a naysayer, but I get it. Okay. It's awesome. 
Well, I'm seeing lots of the great things on Twitter. Everybody seems to be loving it. Yeah. The graphics, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it, are stupid. Like they're really good. Like I, I logged on, I started playing it, and I was like, wow, this is this was worth it. I was glad. And I was less frustrated with it than I was with squadrons. Like, because squadrons was so freaking hard to play that this is awesome. I'm I'm all about it. Hey, that's good. Positive things with Star Wars. I like to hear it. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. <clears throat> Alfie can't be with us here tonight. He just let me know he's got to be work at 1.30 in the morning. So his shift got moved around, and so he's out of whack on sleeping. But he also got it today, and I think he had it for the uh, – what's the, what's the style he got it for? The The switch. The switch. There we go. Yeah. So he's interested to see how that compares to other consoles and things like that. But that voice you just heard, Mr. D Doc from Philly. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm uh I actually uh it's funny hearing Nick talk about uh buying the game because after I dropped my kids off at school today, I stopped back at my house and started the download <laughs> on it. Uh just so that I can play it tonight when we're done this stream. So yeah, I've seen clips of that game and man, it looks awesome. So I'm excited for it. Well, good. Again, like I said, anything positive with Star Wars, I want to hear about it. If people are liking it and they're not fighting about it and everything else, um, that's a good thing for the Star Wars community. Speaking of good things, last week, you know, I think it was Yak Face on Twitter posted out something like, hey, everybody, if you missed out on the Rex, uh, Walmart exclusives, they're, they're available on the app. Go check it out. Went in, hopped in, boom, grabbed one for me, grabbed one for Joey. Uh, so that was good. I know um, I know that Alfie grabbed one. So uh, did any of you, D-Doc, Nick, did you guys grab a Captain Rex? I did not. No? I like I like my marriage. So I decided uh, for the safety of myself, I'll buy a Star Wars video game, I guess. I finally got it. Thanks to my dad. Yeah. I finally, the quest is over. That's what and dad's one that is it's a journey I've been on since probably before the pandemic. And wow. it has finally come to a close. And it's even the bad batch Captain Rex with the cloak and all. The worn Captain Rex. Gotta love it. Very excited. Already Thanks. downstairs in the basement, right next to uh, Ahsoka Tano and uh and um Captain Thrawn. Admiral well, not Captain, I don't know. Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, excuse me, uh, getting it mixed up. But it is there, and I'm pumped. Uh, so we, we just did get our first comment. Um, it's, it's just the letter R. So I don't know who it is, so I apologize. So letter R, thank you for writing in. Just throwing out everything to really make this even more of a free-for-all. I feel like Kylo should have been shirtless more. Thoughts? Hmm. Wow. Okay. Um I was fine with his amount of shirtlessness in um, in the sequel trilogy. Did any of you guys need more shirtless Kylo? I got plenty of it, honestly. That was enough for me. What, what I saw, but I'm not I'm not dissing him though. I mean, you know, you got to show off the guns, and it was hidden under that cloak. But I, I got enough. Yeah. No. I mean, he's a well put together gentleman. I mean, I I wish I was that big and strong and muscular, but I guess if I was an actor, I'd probably concentrate on that a little bit more. So. I think um, the go ahead, Nick. No, no, no. You first. You were talking. No, I think the entire uh, last duel between him and Ray and the Rise of Skywalker, the water was coming down. <laughs> he needed to take his shirt off. It was a little chilly. The nips would have been just rock hard. 
he could have cut through the Death Star with those bad boys. I say go for it. Yeah. At that point, the shirt was more of a hindrance yes. than it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Joe. You know what's funny? When I first saw that movie, it was like a little – it was shocking a little bit because he was so beefy. Like it wasn't like he was like – and which I appreciate. It wasn't like he was like ripped beyond all measure, right? And it, to be honest with you, when I first watched Force Awakens, I'd never seen Adam Driver really in anything else. The more stuff that I've watched him in, the more I'm like, you know what? You can do whatever the heck you want to do. I think you're a really good actor. And if you go, I'm doing the scene shirtless, then by God, do the scene shirtless. I'm okay with it. Okay. You're right. What's a little dad bod, you know? It was come on. Representation, am I right? Like I just yeah. want to see that in the in the Star Wars universe. When I take off my shirt and look in the mirror, I'm feeling a little <laughs> I'm seeing a little beef. I'm seeing a little bit of that black robe wrapped around my waist. That's it. And uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. You're right. Cause in these, in these recent ones, now you see him on like GQ and stuff and he just is absolutely chiseled like a Greek God. But in the last Jedi, it was kind of like, Hey, you're, I'm just like you guys. Body conscience, if you will. Um, real quick. We got another question coming in from Urso scene 13. We'll get right to that. But first, one of the things I put out there to everybody before we went live was why do you love star Wars? And Dave Jones, the Dave M. Jones on Twitter, we've had him on as a guest on the show. He said, um, I love Star Wars because of the mythology, the hero's journey, the universal battle of good and evil. I love that it, is some hero it has some heroes you can strive to be. The idea that you can become a hero like Luke, Obi-Wan, or Anakin is certainly something I've always felt. Now with Ray, Finn, and Poe, the next generation, um, they can have their own heroes. I hope it's something that continues to be generational so my grandchildren can ask me what it was like when I first saw Luke on screen. And um, I think that's it sums up a lot of it right there, right? I mean, family, uh, mythology, hero's journey, something to strive for and a goal and aspiration. I know Luke Luke was my guy, and then uh, Obi-Wan has now come neck and neck with Luke as, as my two favorites. And those are people that I look at and I think of them as just wholesome individuals that are flawed, but wholesome individuals who try to be their best all the time, try to do their best and look out for other people. They're always thinking of others and putting others first. So, uh, Dave, I, I really like that. You guys have any comments off, off his stuff or your thoughts on the Star Wars mythology and, and why you love Star Wars? I mean, I could go into it. I mean, there's a million things you could think of with Star Wars, whether it's the ships or the storylines or everything. I mean, it's just one of those things where the story plus the special effects, it just hits home and family and friends and being willing to do anything for people. And um, I mean, I had I, I told you guys, I just watched uh, this is the first on Sunday was the first time I sat through a full Star Wars movie with my little guy. He's like a little over five years old, which maybe it was a little too early for Force Awakens. But I'm taking your advice, uh, Joe, what you said you did with Joe. You just threw him right into it, which I'm going to do with him. But, yeah, it was just something special about sitting there and watching Star Wars with him and seeing his reactions to it and stuff and seeing a kid experience the magic of it for the first time. It's just pretty awesome. There's just something special about it. It's hard to describe, honestly, sometimes. Agreed. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would say something similar in the sense of, for me, it's, it's a couple of things. One, 
it's an escape, which we've talked about on here before. You know, Brett Dykeman talks about it. it's always good to get away and talk the wars, right? It's something to go and, and be a part of. But for me, I think one of the things that drew me to it was, aside from being little and being introduced to it young and not knowing, you know, again, Joey and I are kids of the prequels. I wasn't watching Jar Jar Binks going, you know what? This is kind of chintzy. Like, what are we doing? Right? Like, I just, I loved it because I was little and, and it was beautiful. But I think when I think about it, it's like unlikely heroes that are thrown in that do great things when they come together. And so for me, that's a compelling story, whether it's, you know, Luke Leia Han, whether that's young Anakin being plucked from obscurity and then the tension of rising into greatness, whether that's, you know, Poe, Ray, Finn, which I wish we could have seen more of. But for me, I think it, it's these unlikely heroes that get brought together that do awesome stuff. Uh, and being a Jedi is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> you know what, yeah, dude? No, I, I, I mean, to me, it, it always has been and always will just be family, you know, um, just because I, that's what I grew up with. Not only my dad showing it to me, but then with how much my dad loved it, but then my uncle Tony and then my cousin Alex and Rick and now we, all you guys, and we still shared this collective thing for my entire life. And you just keep growing into these other people and it's and it's simultaneously happening while uh, you know, when I was a little kid, it was just my dad and my uncle Tony. And and then I had, you know, the the original trilogy. And then all of a sudden, as I get older, and we have the sequel trilogy and the spinoffs, and now I'm meeting you guys, and you guys are becoming a part of this collective Star Wars family. And now I'm having my own son that I'm going to be able to continue it with. And you, you will look at it and you align it not only with that, but then you see, you know, Luke and Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, father, son, and Han Solo and Ben Solo. And while they all don't end, maybe not the greatest for those relationships at the same time, it's all inter interwoven. It's a family story that's being told to other families. And uh, that's what it'll always be to me for sure. And you know what? I, as long as I can remember, I had the, the wars on in front of me and I've turned out seemingly okay. So, you know, uh, <laughs> doc, I say, go for it. Yeah. And uh, I, I expect as long as my wife doesn't completely just, you know, throw me out back and make me sleep out there that uh, with my little guy. Yeah. At least the animated series, I'll be turning on for him at a very young age, you know? Yep. I love and it. Uh, honestly, one of the best uh, lines to hit, I, I, he was going to bed that night and I said, I was like, how, how did you enjoy Star Wars? And he was like, I really liked it. And um, he was like, I just didn't like what happened to Han Solo. And it's funny because he hasn't even watched really. He knows who Han Solo is from figures and pictures and stuff like that. But we haven't watched the original trilogy yet, which is where I wanted to start him. But I thought I could draw him in with the new ones and some of that stuff. And I was like, well, maybe he's all right. And he goes, he's, he goes, he fell off the bridge and the planet turned into a sun. And I'm just like, all right, he's not all right. You're right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I was like shocked when he said that. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I'm I'm just so pumped that I, you know, not only am I going to be a grandpa, obviously with Joey having a son, but see you guys as well. I mean, Alfie's got a little one who's two or three now, three. Um, you guys having little ones. It's awesome for me because as I get older, I can watch all these new kids get involved and see it from their perspective and their angle. So they really excited for that. So I don't think it's ever going to go away. So um, Disney might change it, make it a little different, but Star Wars should always be Star Wars, I hope. So 
Um, Urso scene, 13. Favorite movie and why? Um, you know, I always say Empire Strikes Back. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it changes. I mean, Empire Strikes Back, I think, is hard to beat because of it was that movie that was like, there's no way it can be better than that first movie. And it was. And it, it made it even better. Um, but you know what? Sometimes The Phantom Menace ranks right up there. And I know it's silly. But watch, being in Taking Joey at six years old and watching it really meant a lot to me. And then sometimes The Force Awakens jumps way up high. I don't think it'll ever pass those other ones. But going with the group. Like we started going with a group. With Tony, with Vinny, with Joey with my wife, with Vinny's wife. And it, it, it just became more and more of this, we're taking a group of us to the theater and spending all this time together. I think the memories that go along with them play a big role in them. I mean, is The Empire Strikes Back probably the best movie? Probably. But but those other ones, the memories that go along with them mean a lot. So I'll pass it around the room to you guys. I mean, mine's pretty, honestly, just, uh, it was funny because setting up my shelves last night, it kind of hit me where um, Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And I mean, I know that that can't exist without the original trilogy, but I, there's just some about that movie uh, where I, I just love the cast of it. I, I, I think I have every Lego set they came out with for that movie because I just think it hit at a right time for me where I was like, we're seeing original trilogy, original trilogy style directing ships, costumes, <clears throat> storyline, but it's all new. It's all new characters, and they give you that beginning and end. And it's sad. It's action packed. It's just an amazing movie. And for some reason, Rogue One is like, like you said, they bounce around, obviously, but Rogue One, man, it's really up there for me. It's a good one. Underrated. Nick or Joey? Yeah, I was going to say. We just keep the same order. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, D Doc, actually, with you, the one that I go to more often than not these days is Rogue One. Like, I'll, I'll, if I'm, if I'm putting on Star Wars somewhere, I'm working on something, do something, I will put Rogue One on the, in the background, um, just because I thought it was so beautifully made. I'm a, I'm, you know, it's been a while since Vinny's been on, so maybe I'm our resident Empire guy now and love just the big bad war machine. But for me, I, it's, it's stunning it's beautiful I, I remember it's funny that you bring up going to the theaters to see these going and seeing rogue one in the theater was the first time that i aside from going to force awakens and seeing you know th there were moments when i did that and i remember being younger and going to see attack of the clones or revenge of the sith like those are the ones i really remember but rogue one the amount of times where i was like elated in my seat of like what what is happening like and just like freaking out like that to me there's great moments with that there was so much fan service in that movie that didn't feel chintzy um and the darth vader scene golly is still just one of the coolest i'm a darth vader guy it was everything i wanted and more i'm so hoping that we get a couple more scenes like that in kenobi that's coming out uh or obi-wan kenobi excuse me i'm getting that mixed up with the john jackson miller book but for me i would say it's that and one that gets crapped on a ton that i think shouldn't get crapped on as much was solo I think that that's another one too. Um, who was it? We we did one not too long ago, and uh, I think it was Scott Rifen that said it. That that's one that he's been going back to more and more. If it's not Scott Rifen, I'm sure I'll hear about it on Twitter in some capacity. <laughs> but um, that's one too that it's just an easy, fun 
Star Wars watchers is what Star Wars should be. Yeah, for, for, for sure. And it's funny that you said that because my brother-in-law and his girlfriend, they moved to South Carolina last year and they were never, never really like, they always kind of looked at me, not funny, but they were just like, Oh yeah, Joey loves Star Wars a lot. Like, okay. Like we know it's a big <laughs> thing, but we didn't really get it because they hadn't really watched it. Well, now they have all this time to kill because, you know, they all their friends live here, all their family lives here. So now they have fully gone into Star Wars. So I'm getting these texts from them and they are now, uh, you know, they, they, they bought Millennium Falcon shirts. They, uh, they're, they're in love. Uh, my, my soon to be probably sister-in-law, but my, my brother-in-law's boy or sister, excuse me, brother-in-law's girlfriend. Sorry. She was just like, I am such a fan of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love him. You could say even and like, so it's so funny watching new fans who are the same age as us come into it later at a completely different time. And to your point, Nick, they just watched solo and they absolutely loved it. Right. They were like, that movie was awesome. It was so fun. Loved the, 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 um, the train heist scene. You know, that was unbelievable. They love that. But, but I feel like a lot of new age people or people who come around to it late really love revenge of the Sith. Like a lot of people I'll see on Twitter or, my brother-in-law and his girlfriend, both of them, I think, said that that was their favorite movie. And they've watched original trilogy, prequels so far, now solo. Um, so it's just funny to see what people's responses are when they watch them at different times and they have different ways that they've come about into the fandom. So they love Solo. They love Revenge of the Sith. And I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you too, Dad. Like the, the, the times that you see these movies in your life and the memories that surround them really have a strong pull on what you feel about them for sure. And the more and more I think about it, like return of the Jedi always stuck out to me as a little kid. I loved indoor. I loved the battles that went on at, at, at indoor. I loved uh, the beginning, the action packed on Tatooine where, you know, we have, um, you know, Boba Fett, at the time we thought dying and then now we know that he survived but the sarlacc pit all of that and the happy ending man the 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 ending that we get with vader coming back and 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 so triumphant and and they're celebrating and it's funny how family guy you know at the end and the, when they're making fun of it when peter's like hey do you want to do you have a date for the we just killed millions of people party <laughs> um yeah it's a classic line but uh, like it's so happy at the end where they're all <laughs> celebrating and, and you see Anakin back where he belongs with Obi-Wan and Yoda. More and more I think about it and the more the older I get, I just something about Return of the Jedi as well that I feel like that's my favorite one. So Return of the Jedi, but Force Awakens is so rewatchable to me. I, I posted on Instagram the other day. That was the first Star Wars of my adulthood where it was like, holy cow, this is what a hype machine feels like for a film. This is, and I could really remember it and take it all in. And it was a Christmas release date instead of my mom says solo is the worst. Here we go. You want to have somebody with opinions? Ask my mom. Anyways, uh, it's so rewatchable. And it was the Christmas release date that always have a special place in my heart. But yeah, I think Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens uh, for sure for me. Go ahead, Nick. Can I ask, since we're talking about the same subject, not maybe nobody cares about this, but we haven't gotten any new questions yet. Which Star Wars movie have you watched the most? Like, is there one like that sticks out in your mind of like, 
like we were just talking about, like, which ones do you go back to over and over and over again? Um, is there one that keeps popping up that you would go like, I think I've seen that one more than any of the other ones. Mm. I think, well, I mean, dad, you brought up a good point when, <laughs> when Phantom Menace came out on DVD, I think it was DVD even then in 99 or 2000. I feel like I probably ran through that about 500,000 times. I mean, I was six years old, all the cool new droids and young Jedi and Darth Maul. I mean, daddy, you probably remember better than me, but I feel like I probably, I mean, just absolutely burned through that disc. You, you did. And and you also were Darth Maul for a Halloween um, where we had, we actually hand painted your face red and black and you, Yep. Went around the house kicking and taking the double sided lightsaber everywhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard not to. I mean, I, I think Phantom Menace or Return of the Jedi, really, probably the, the, in terms of just how many times I've watched it, just from my childhood alone, it's got to be one of those two. Hmm. I would probably say Jedi, believe it or not, even though Empire is my favorite. And obviously, I was six when A New Hope came out. Something about every time the Jedi's on, or it just seems the easiest to watch. And maybe it's because it does have the happy ending. I don't know. Maybe it just it feels good to watch it and 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 feel good about the original three and all all that kind of stuff. So, Dak, what about you? I'd probably say Empire because I'm looking at my I have my old VHSs sitting here. That was, was a kid. So cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I I just remember me and my brother. And I think I would drive him nuts with it, but we would watch Hoth and I would just be like, rewind it. I want to watch it again. I would stop after Hoth was done. I would rewind it and watch the whole battle again, just because I thought it was so cool. Like, I don't know. There was just something about that snow battle and the, uh, the ad ats like they, I just thought they were the coolest thing when I was a kid. Hmm. There is yeah, how much did that make you just like that totally changed snowy weather like snow days yeah. i mean you just wanted to be out there in the battle of hoth so freaking bad man yeah. I, agree. I, I mean i mean every time every time you're shoveling snow there's always someone who makes a hoth joke it's like hoth out here right now like it's automatic <laughs> hoth it should have been called cold <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come on, oh, how many man. of us didn't get behind a snow pile and come up like Chewy and look yeah. around and <laughs> hitting us? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. There's, um, there's this or part. or did the Luke like you act like you saw Obi Wan? You know that everybody did that. Like you're right. dying in the snow and... somewhere. And <laughs> there, there's this part in Parks and Rec where Patton Oswalt does his like projected screenplay for mm. what it should be, where he's like, you know, pan from the twin sons of Tatooine to you know, yeah, like, yeah. I could do that for Attack of the Clones. I think yeah. I've seen that movie so many times. I don't know why that was like, why it was the movie, why it was the, we had the, the DVD set, you know, all the whatever. Um, that movie is burned into my subconscious in good ways and in bad ways, like burned in. And it, when we, when we made our list a couple of shows or back, back when we yeah. did it back at the very beginning, that is eking up my list as one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Nick, I'll tell you why, because we are the same age. A few reasons why that movie is is up there, despite how Twitter would react to it and people who are probably 8 to 10 years older than us would make fun of it, 
is as a nine or ten year old kid, one, you see all these Jedi that are coming about. You have the I mean, what more could you want? That's all you've ever wanted is just all these Jedi going at it, lightsabers it. everywhere. Holy cow! Because all we've ever known is old Obi Wan, young Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Darth Maul at that time. Bam! Get all those. Two, you get Yoda in a lightsaber duel. Holy cow, freaking Yoda yeah. with lightsaber. This is incredible. And three, Padme is just a bad <laughs> And that is the first time where, you know, yep. you start getting little feelings in the belly and other regions <laughs> as a 10-year-old little kid. You throw all those three things together, that's an unforgettable movie. That's it, man. Oh, that's God. it. And I'll add a fourth one on for you. The Coruscant chase scene oh. where they're jumping out of the – you know, jumping out of ships and flying and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. That was, uh, that was, it actually got well, a fifth one for you. Django freaking fed. Mm. Pretty sweet, man. You can say what you want about attack of the clones, but it brings the a game on a lot of stuff. Wooden dialogue, push it to the side. It brings it's a game. The, the Obi-Wan being a, a spy or, you know, a, a whatever, uh, you know, detective, the, the the love the love interest because Padme is a very attractive young lady, right? I mean, it's hard not to watch Natalie Portman in that movie. It, just so many good things. The Battle of Geonosis. I here's here's the little part of Attack of the Clones that stands out to me. After Obi Wan jumps out the window and grabs a hold of the little spy thing, right, and he's going off. The next day, when Anakin is in that room talking to Padme. There's droids repairing the window outside of the building. George Lucas was not missing a beat. If it happened, he was he was doing something about it. I like that. I say it's burned in. I got to go back and go watch that. And you know what, Brent Dagman? It was the love story. Thank, bring the wooden dialogue, man. That's what I'm here for. I like so, it. So we, we, had, we had a few more questions that came up. Obviously, Brent says, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Anakin should have still been the old guy, not the Force Ghost. Um, I'm okay with it either way. It doesn't matter. I, I love Brent's opinions because Brent has he brings his A game on opinions. Um, let's see. Who I have do we have? On that. Well, my thing with that is like, wouldn't Luke kind of be like? I mean, I think that's got to be my dad, but like, I don't. <laughs> I've never seen that version. <laughs> Who's this sultry twenty year old looking at me? <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I guess it makes sense. Like, I'm going to go with my context clues here. That's probably <laughs> my dad. But, yeah, that's the nitty gritty there. You know, whatever. The, the the mid of hats. Is that the name that I'm seeing here? I guess. The mid of hats. I remember in kindergarten, we dressed up as Jedi, Darth Maul, or as Padme. Depending on who you are, yes, you could have dressed up as any of those characters. And in today's society, you could have dressed up as all those characters. I mean, we just... You're good there. Um, uh, Urso scene 13, favorite EU character. Hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'll start. And mine is a, because I don't, I don't consider Clone Wars and Rebels people being really EU. No, no, that's, that's all canon. It's a, now one of mine flips has flipped back and forth. My two favorite of all time, uh, Thrawn who originally was EU, but is now changed into the Thrawn that's in Rebels and that we'll probably see again. And the other one is Mara Jade. Uh, because Mara Jade brought the story together 
made it all happen to where you had Luke find a love interest. It, it made him feel more complete. Um, and I'll tell you, just those books alone, again, Joey, it goes back to, we were talking about the movies, how important things were in your life at that time. Your mom and I were engaged, married, and then having you at the time that Heir to the Empire, uh, Last Command, or Dark Force Rising and Last Command came out. Yeah. Boom. Engaged. Some of my, some of my earliest memories. Yeah. Huh? Like, yeah. So, so that those are mine for me. You guys on your favorite EU character? I would uh, say Plagueis is mine, just because that's the book so far that just really like I just was so lost in that book. And in my opinion, I don't even know if it's a hot take, but I'd say the next Star Wars movie should be Plagueis Palpatine, just standalone, just like Rogue One. Just do the story of that book because that book is freaking awesome. You could have a young actor play Palpatine, which would be interesting to see, you know, and it's just a great story. It felt that that story made um, Phantom Menace feel that much better after finishing that story. I, I was lost in it. So I'm going Plagueis. Okay. Yeah. Nick? At, at the risk of not being controversial, I would say Darth Bane uh, from the book series. Mm easily my favorite star wars book series maybe ever at the risk of being controversial luke skywalker luke skywalker yeah from the eu the eu oh, luke skywalker after return of the jedi yeah EU that's what i'm talking about yeah, 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 love, yeah. It. love not it. this old dejected <laughs> lightsaber tossing <laughs> green yeah, green milk squeezing guy no, uh, no not that. okay joey how about you eu you know, I I can't I can't fake it. I'm not. I can't say I'm familiar enough with all of that EU. I, I guess I would probably just on the surface level say uh, Mara Jade, just because I feel like she'd be really cool, and I'd be interested to see that story, however it'd play out. Um, so her, but yeah, I'm with. I mean, D Dog, that sounds. I got to get in on that book, man. That Plagueis Palpatine. That sounds awesome. It really, honestly, that to me so far, I've only, I think I've only done four books so far or four or five Star Wars books just because these guys have gotten me into it. But um, yeah, it's, it goes by fast because you get lost in that storyline, in my opinion. The the narration is really good and it's just a very interesting story. It's dark. Kind of makes you, it kind of makes you root for Palpatine, in my opinion. Nice. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. Um, Urso Scene 13, thank you again. Shouting out Team Revan, I will throw this in there. A couple things. One, we're talking about books in EU. Our good friend of the show, John Jackson Miller, obviously uh, today is the day the re-release of the Kenobi book. So go out and get your Kenobi book, whether it's audio, whether it's you know paperback, hardback, whatever they're releasing today. Go check that out. It's a great book. Love it. Um, the audio book is great. Jonathan Davis, another friend of the show, does the audio book version. Just listen to that. And with Team Revan being mentioned by Urso Scene 13, I just finished Revan, uh, the novel. Man, really, really good. I mean, it, it makes you, it makes you, that dark Revan and the light Revan that you see on the six inch character, you see why they're so popular. I mean, it's very cool. So he ranks right up there with Bane as being a really cool character. So just two cents. Go ahead, D Doc. So uh, one of the negative aspects of doing a live show is my wife was watching in the beginning of it and she heard me say that I stopped home to download the Lego Star Wars game after <laughs> I dropped the kids off for school. I had a text message 
I had a text message on my phone that said, did you really go home to download the Lego Star Wars oh, game God. before you went to work? Just I hope said, your yep. response was, damn straight I did. And I downloaded it fast. <laughs> it was quick. You just had to go on, turn it on. You know, I didn't want the kids to be late. So I took care of my responsibilities and then took care of a small responsibility after that. So, yeah. That's all I can do. <laughs> only, yeah, do what you can do. First, then you're good. I'm learning. This is good. Um, sure. T-Bob, or as I occasionally say, T-Bob is going to be on with us here in a little bit. Supposedly he was finishing up as Joey was doing some modeling today. T-Bob is uh, he's he's uh, doing some modeling, uh, doing a photo shoot this evening himself. So I'm thinking he's doing he was mentioning on Twitter. He needed something to show off more thighs. So I'm kind of wondering what what the photo shoot's going to be. But I uh, think it was the latest for uh, tiny hands and feet uh, monthly. Is what he was doing. <laughs> oh, I hope he's not watching right now. <laughs> I hope he is. That's funny. You can tell him that. that, fellas. It's been a pleasure. I got to dip out early. I got a pregnant wife upstairs that's calling for me. And uh, you know how that is, all of you guys. So um, take care. Always enjoy talking to Wars with you and uh, finish up strong here on the show. We will do so. Thanks, Joey. All right, Joey. Later, guys. Hey, you knuckleheads who are here, uh, Urso Scene 13 also has already played the Lego Star Wars with uh, with their son tonight. So that's awesome. Um, I I just never, with all my love for Star Wars, I've never played the games of any kind. I just don't really, it's just never something I've gotten into. Plus, I have no game systems. So it'd be you difficult. Know what's, you uh, know what's a great substitute to that? Uh, you should just go watch the cutscenes on YouTube for all these games. Okay. It'll tell you the whole story of the game without having to actually play a lick of it. There we it. go. There it's kind of like watching a movie. That's when when Vinny used to come over uh, and play. He and Joey and like my brother Tony would play whatever they were playing and Battlefront or the the you know Fallen Order. I just sit back and just just watch from a distance. So and then, like you said, it was like a movie. So I was good with it. I actually saw a great tweet from someone today too, where you know the they had come out with the. Um, the prequels to the original trilogy game. I forget what year it was and I know I played it, but um, they tweeted like, I can't wait for, you know, a generation of kids, you know, 10 or 15 years from now who say this game is the reason they fell in love with star Wars because the original Lego game is the reason a lot of kids did fall in love with it originally. So it's definitely pretty cool to think of that, you know, that, Maybe they're not watching the movies, but they play this game and they're like, damn, this story is pretty cool to start watching the movies. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think everybody has a different entry point. We've talked about it. And sometimes it's the games. Sometimes it's movies, sometimes animated. Sometimes it's the novels. So, you know, I'm, I'm OK with everybody having different uh, entry point. Tom Line, TC, Tommy Line. Uh, Tommy's out in California tonight. So he's uh, he's checking us out from California. He can't have us turned up really loud because I'm, I'm guessing he's around a lot of people. So, Tom, thanks for joining in. I will say um, Tom and Joey, myself, and Alfie went to the um, Great Ohio Toy Show last week. And I know D-Doc did a great job putting our video up. But Tom was a lot of fun to have with us on the ride. And um, he actually drove us out there. So thanks to him. I've been using the Wisdom Wash Yoda soap that he gave me. It's fantastic. It's very calming and soothing. So. Thumbs up to the the company that makes the Wisdom Wash Yoda soap. Uh, but, uh, but Tom's a great guy, and, and I would love that he's always 
bringing comments on Twitter and, and following us and listening in. So thanks for doing that. You guys mind if I throw just some different bullet points out there and we'll just hammer them? Bring it. Okay. Um, so Kenobi was originally May 25th, which I think we were all excited about. It made sense, right? 45 years earlier, first time we saw Kenobi, moved to the 27th. And I'm I'm hearing, you know, part of it is they wanted the people at Celebration to see that before everybody else saw it, right? So mm. Celebration is May 26th through the 29th. I'm, I'm guessing Stephen Stanton even mentioned something. There's going to be a screening of Kenobi there. I would assume that means they're, um, uh, you know, that they're, they're going to play it like on Thursday, so then we can all see it on Friday. I, my two cents, what do you guys think? I'm torn, Joe, because I, I think the only, my only fear in that is then like we already live in the day and age where like you can't get on anything unless you're going to like watch it and stay up till three in the morning. Like nothing's sacred. Like I was trying to remember what the last one that came out was. Was it, I don't think it was Bad Batch. It was something that came out that literally it was spoilers like the second it happened. And I was like, you, like I unfollowed so many accounts just from it. At the same point, I actually love that they're going to do, is it going to, will they keep it on Friday now? Like no, now that, just, just the opening day will be on Friday. Then they're going to Wednesdays after that. And I, I don't like that. That's my, I would rather have it be on a Friday because I got crap yeah. going on during the week. So like by the time I get around to watching it, I'm not going to watch it on a Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got stuff going on, man. Yeah. Put it on the weekend. You have my undivided attention. I'll be the first person to, to watch it when I wake up. Yeah, I agree. They should just set off your weekend with that episode, man. And I mean, there's got to be some kind of marketing strategy in it where I guess, you know, people are talking about it during the week into the weekend. But um, I did. They're giving us two episodes mm -hmm. with the first release. So that's like, I, I, I mean... What better way to break it to fans that you're delaying the opening episode than having you and McGregor say, hey, guys, sorry, we're delaying the episode. And then, like, you know, everyone's just like, it's OK, you and your Kenobi, you know, like yeah, right. <laughs> you, they should have him read more disappointing news from Disney. Yeah, yeah people exactly. would be all about it. And, um, how many episodes total? I believe six. Golly. So that seriously, so they're going to give us two right off the bat and there's only yeah. six total. Yep. I'm not nuts about this, guys. I'm hesitant. <laughs> I'm very hesitant. I love it that they're going to give it to me, but at the same point, it's just going to, like, it's going to burn out. It It's going to go, it's gonna quick. go quick. I've been yeah. waiting for years for this, and we're going to go like that. I, I couldn't help but to think how well the first two episodes of Book of Boba Fett blended together and how I know we even said on this podcast maybe it would have even been better if they just released – those first two episodes together because the first one they gave us that chunk and it really you know you kind of started to know what was going on but it felt like the first two were one episode and maybe they heard the fans saying that i don't know that that definitely crossed my mind with what they're doing with this i don't know i don't know we'll see now well, if i get on and it's a and i see the timestamp says like 32 minutes for one of them then we're gonna have a like then i'll have a real problem with it like if it's like I, I, and I say that, D-Doc, you brought it up with Boba. When I saw the first episode was like 30 minutes flat, I was like, wait a minute, what? And then the second one was like 48, 50, and it gave you enough time to like get into it. You're like, now this is – Yep. I feel like it's paying off. You know? Definitely. Definitely want to see the longer shows. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I read an article this week. So 
It was really cool. It was like the prequels were good. They're like, I know people rip, but the prequels were good. And and I just wrote down a couple quick things. Things that like stand way up there in in the hierarchy of Star Wars. Qui-Gon Jinn, Darth Maul, seeing a Jedi Council, seeing Yoda duel, pod racing, um, let me see, universe building, just all the things that they built that they couldn't do in the, in the first trilogy. Um, Padme, right? Uh, see more of the dark side. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, Ewan McGregor, the fall of Anakin. Uh, all, all these things happen in those three movies. And I get it that it's not perfect. And I should be the one complaining, right? Because I grew up with the original trilogy. It should be me going, get off my lawn. But looking at all that stuff, I think, how much do I love that stuff now that people just destroyed and ripped on? So I know we talked about it some, but if there's other things you guys want to hit on that, prequels are good. Man, you're preaching to the choir, Joe. Um, I'm, I'm all in for the prequels all day. I love that Joey went about Revenge of the Sith. That's in my top five favorite Star Wars movies, in my top two favorite Star Wars movies of, of all time because of what you said, the story building and how it pays stuff off. So I love it. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly even questioning, you know, I wonder how differently I'm going to look at the sequels if my little guy catches on to them differently than the other ones. I mean, just because there is something cool about uh, just seeing their excitement for it and it makes you get more excited for it, you know? It makes you enjoy the characters even more when you see someone else enjoying it. So, yeah, but I mean, the prequels are damn good movies. That's like one thing is like us talking about our top Star Wars movie. Star Wars is such a weird thing because it changes as you get older. You watch it and you just see different stuff where you're just like something feels different to you, whether it's whatever's going on in your life that you might notice different things. That's why it's always changing. And that's why I think the prequels are great. I mean, as I've gotten older, Qui-Gon has become one of my favorite characters. I got a cat in the scene here. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Are you growing a full beard now or? Oh, there she goes. There he goes. Whatever. Agreed. Qui-Gon ranks right up there as some of the coolest stuff ever. So um, somebody threw this out there. I think Daniel Logan might have even mentioned. I think I'll, I'll throw this out there. I think it might have been on Rebel Force Radio. I heard it. Or maybe it was um, maybe he was just doing some Q&A somewhere. Will we see a junior age Boba in the Bad Batch with a Daniel Logan voice? I mean... He was just in the Clone Wars. Uh, we've seen Cad Bane in Bad Batch, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Boba and him had some run-ins at that time frame, all that kind of stuff. Will we see a Boba Fett, a junior Boba Fett, in the Bad Batch? And is it okay that he is or isn't? Man, you would think you you think you would have to at some point, right? Like they're running in the underground mm -hmm. bounty hunter scene. You know, they're collecting all these. Uh, you know, little side missions and quests, if you will. And that would be, I would actually really like to see that, especially if you could see him with, like, I feel like we, true or false in Clone Wars, we didn't see him with any, like, Jango Fett armor on, right? Did we see him with that? No. By the end, he was still, he was still helmetless, I believe, by the end of, uh, yeah, because he had some adventures with his little crew and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like if you could see him in some shout out on the chat here, but I don't remember seeing him in full Mando uniform or anything during the Clone Wars animated series. That would be cool. Like if you could see him donning that 
in the Bad Batch in an animated version somehow. Even if it was like a, you know, they did like a two or three episode arc where he comes in and plays for a little while and then takes out. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. That's a good, good storyline. Look at this, D-Doc. Got a shout out from Connor Brennan. Shout out to Dave Doc. Thank you, Connor. Thank you very much. You, you know, speaking of that, D-Doc, I'm going to tell you a little story about the Great Ohio Toy Show, which I completely forgot to put in the video. Um, we're in this show. Um, we're walking around. And a gentleman came up to me and he had a mask on. And so I don't have the best of hearing anyway. My wife will tell you. She's right down the hall. She knows. I can't hear half the time. Um, we're having a community, you know, talk. He says, hey, I love the show. I thought he was talking to Joey because everybody knows Joey. Barely anybody knows who I am. But Joey was wearing a Rule of the Galaxy sweatshirt. So we started talking. And he was like, oh, yeah, um, you know, I'm a listener, you know, blah, blah. And, and I, I couldn't hear him very well. But I saw his shirt. And his shirt said uh, Watto's Junkyard or something like that. And I'm, that stuck in my head. So I got a picture with him. And I was like, cool. I, you know what? I wanna, I'm going to give him a shout out. Gave a shout out to Watto's Junkyard. It wasn't Watto's Junkyard. It was uh, Damon One Kenobi, who is awesome because he made T-Bob the LSU Mandalorian helmet. Um, yep. And um, and so he and I were talking, and he when he was talking to me, he said, Are, is Dave the plumber? Is Dave Plummer here? And I, Or Dave the plumber? And I was like, I don't know a Dave Plummer. <laughs> and because I'm thinking Dave Plummer, you know, like Jake Plummer, right? And, and I'm like, I don't – he goes, he's on your show. And I go – Oh, I said, I don't call him Dave. I call him D-Doc. Yeah. So I apologize because I'm sitting there going, I should probably know who's on my show. But um, but it was just very funny. So Damon, one, shout out to you because you're awesome. And the stuff you make is absolutely awesome. And if I ever had money, I'd get one of those Mandalorian helmets done up in Steelers colors. But that's for another time. Maybe when I hit the lottery. Um, but it was just funny because he said Dave Doc, uh, Connor did. And then Connor also reps the sweatshirt everywhere. Thank you, Connor, because um, we love seeing we love seeing those out there and um, everybody who's been buying them. I know Willie Harms has told me how much he loves his stuff and how easy it was to deal with Laura, who does all of our printing and everything like that. So thank you guys for that. So um, and, and I'll say for Dame, Damon, too, I mean, he his his TikTok page is awesome. So, you know, Damon Kenobi or Damon one Kenobi. Check him out on TikTok. Check him out on Twitter. He has awesome 3D printing stuff. He's actually just printed um, Kenobi's uh, binoculars from the show yes. already. Like that's we've we've talked about this 3D printing, man. It's like we talk about how much we want these figures. He's got the binoculars from like the trailer already. Like, you know, that's the thing about 3D printing. I know he had some struggles with his printer, but he got it back going. Great page to follow. And the helmet he made for T-Bob was sick. That's that's how I started following him. Me too. I was like, this is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Real quick, um, I had a thought the other day. We've already brought up Qui-Gon a few times. But I don't know how the afterlife works for Jedi. And I know there's spirits and I know there's communication and all that stuff. But do you think it's possible that if we do see um, Qui-Gon or hear his spirit talking to Kenobi in this new series, as much as we're saying Obi-Wan's kind of a broken man right now, do you think that Qui-Gon is sitting there kind of as a broken spirit watching not only the person he said to train fall to the dark side and destroy all that stuff, but also seeing Obi-Wan, who was his original Padawan, just 
distraught and lonely and and just depressed. I mean, what do you think is are we going to see something like that? Is it going to be a broken spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn or is he going to be hey, upbeat, motivational, get Obi-Wan out there to do his job? What are you guys thoughts on that? Hmm. That's kind of mind-blowing to hear actually. <laughs> like I never even thought of that, but I I'm I'm honestly just picture him, picturing him still guiding Obi-Wan the same way he did in Phantom Menace honestly. I'm just picturing him saying, you know, you you can't lose hope and stuff like that. But damn, that's a that's a crazy one to think of to think that his Force Ghost has been watching what happened with Anakin and all the things that took place after he was gone. That's pretty wild to think of actually. Yeah. I'm wondering, it's funny you say that because my original thought would have been, no, he's Qui-Gon, he's mellow, very mellow, you know. You remember in episode three, when, or excuse me, episode two, I told you I could recount it forever, yeah. and Anakin murders all those Tuscans, and you hear the voice of Qui-Gon going, Anakin, no, like, you know, kind of doing that. I could very much see that. The only thing that I think I could see is, now that I'm thinking through all the Force Ghost interactions, when Luke kind of has it out with Obi-Wan, in return of the jedi where he's like you didn't tell me the truth and he's like well i did but from a certain point of view you know and like mm -hmm. they have this kind of moment i could see that in a kenobi form so like i could see qui-gon like doubling down and going no no anakin is the chosen one and i could see kenobi being like no he's not like what are you talking about like we you saw it all happen, you know, and for some reason he's going, no, just trust it, just trust it. You know, right. I, I could see that happening, but that's interesting, Joe. I didn't think about that. What do you think? I Well, I mean, I think the scene, you, you know, this came after I read that article about the prequels, and it just popped into my head because all the time, exactly like D-Doc, I thought, oh, he's going to be that motivational guy and, and try to keep Obi-Wan following a path, but from the time in Attack of the Clones, when you hear that, Anakin, no, you know, and he's yelling at him. And to think that he's had to watch all that. I mean, he he was the one of the Jedi who started this, being able to communicate back with the living. And he's had to watch all that and see, you know, his heart was so into bringing Anakin in and, and training him. that it, I mean, is he going to sit there and say, Obi-Wan, this isn't on you. This is on me. You know, is he going to say, I'm the one that pushed you to be his 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 uh, mentor you know you know it's his master so i mean yeah i yeah. don't know and it's funny you bring that up ddoc on one of our last episodes you you sent over that link uh to the old uh the clone wars arc that didn't get made where they're on Utapal mm -hmm. and obi-wan or he says to obi-wan like <laughs> how would you feel if that happened to me and he goes well that would never that's not going to happen I would love to see something like that in regards to Qui-Gon now having to wrestle with, hey, this hermit of an old man was my apprentice that came up and all the. I'll be curious to see how much of that we get. Again, I'm worried a little bit with the Disney arc of this, that it's not going to be what we want it to be. Like, I'm, yeah. call, me, call me a pessimist. I don't think we're going to get the PTSD look that you want it to be. It's going to be, here's a new adventure on Tatooine and, Here's, hey, you like Inquisitors? Here you go. You know, like we're going to get more of that as opposed to the emotional drudging that I want. When I had the Steve Glosson, um, Adam Bray, Scott Rifen show, that's, Steve Glosson said, I'm excited for it, but I feel like this is going to be the Inquisitor show that has Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. Yeah. 
I think you're right. The, the more we're talking about this, the more I'm realizing like this this series, and I know Brent. Brent is like our force ghost when we start having high aspirations, you know. As I'm like thinking of all these thoughts, the force ghost of Brent pops up behind me and he goes, Stop, you know, like, but I, I now that we're thinking about it, I do have the most visions of what I want this show to be. And I hope that it's not, I don't know. They gotta give us something with Qui-Gon and that man. They have to. They gotta. They gotta realize how important that is to fans. And I mean. I don't know. I hope they do. I- I'm still probably going to be happy with whatever the hell they give us. But oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. But in my head canon somewhere, I'm I'm recounting uh, John Jackson Miller's Kenobi, where like you remember when he was on last week and he was literally like one of my favorite parts from that podcast was him saying like yeah the first draft didn't have as many flashback like visions, and so they were like no put more of those in those are awesome right like that to me is like. If they're saying that's awesome, could we just fill the show with that? Agreed. Uh, the Bat Boy, the Bat Dash Boy, thank you for sending this across. C- cautiously optimistic about the Obi-Wan show. I think we're all in the same boat. We're all super pumped and optimistic about it. Now we're all just sitting back going, it's getting closer, boys. Um, is this going to work? Is this going to fit in six episodes? Uh Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we are. I mean, it's the one I've been waiting for since they made the announcements. So we're down to what month and a half away from this. So yeah. Shout out to the shout out to the Bat Boy as well because I'm pretty sure that's Omar, uh, one of my followers on Twitter, and I follow him. He's a great guy. So shout out to Omar if that's you. Omar, that's you. Thank you. We appreciate it. D. Um, when's your wife due? May 11th. We're both gonna have new kids before. Kenobi comes out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <I'm not scared. laughs> and we're going to have to watch it on a Wednesday night after the premiere. You know, oh. you know, the baby's not going to sleep on a Wednesday night. They'll probably oh. sleep on a Friday, but definitely not a Wednesday. Yep. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, as we're approaching this convention, I just have it in my head that I'm just like, my, I, I, I'm, every baby has been on the due date. And I'm just getting nervous now, even though the convention is two weeks before the due date, man. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. The nerves are setting in. I think Nick, when, when Nick last week, when Nick was just like, how are you, how are you going to that convention? I'm like, Oh, she said, it'll be fine. She bought the tickets, whatever. And now it's like on the drive home. I'm just sitting there thinking like, what if we're in the middle of like, you know, Anthony Daniels talking and I find out that she's in labor or something. I don't He's know. walking towards the booth. And you yeah. Get call. <laughs> now, this, Whatever. this is another interesting one here from the Bat Boy. Does anyone remember the Rogue Squadron movie they announced with Patty Jenkins directing? Now that's a bold move. Um, yeah, I mean, everything kind of feels like it's still out there. They've been promoting that it's still out there. She's, she spoke with Michael Stackpole, who wrote the Rogue Squadron books. Um, I don't know. Guys, if Alfie was here, he'd be able to tell me everything. He'd yes. be telling me when it's starting, when it's stopping, who's in it, all this stuff. I don't know. I don't, I mean, we have no dates, right? No. no? Again, I'm putting things in perspective now of like, when will this, so like Star Wars Eclipse was a great example of this. Where they were like, "Hey, great news! It's gonna come out in 2028 or whatever." When, when they say it was gonna come out, 2028 is that right? Uh, 27. Then they bumped it back to 2020. That's right. 
and I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. My two-year-old is going to be almost seven. Like by the time that, you know how many things are going to change in my life between yeah. now and then? I can't get in or I can't get hype about something that's that far away. Or, are you kidding me right now? I'll have multiple, I feel about this. I'll have multiple grandkids by that time. So, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, come on. Yeah, right when I saw that, I just grabbed that and tucked it away. I'm just like, goodbye, you know. And, and it's funny, Nick. I think of every. I, I think once you have kids, you think of everything into as to where your kids are going to be at that time. You're just like, oh my god, my kid's going to be eight years old at that time. My life yeah. is going to be totally different, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. That, my kid will be downloading that on my Xbox. Like, at that point. Like, <laughs> like I won't have to. I won't have to buy it. That little joker will be in my yep. Xbox Live account downloading that. He'll have yeah. the passwords memorized. He'll That's know it, the, the card that it's on, everything. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. I had a few more things. Okay, we talked about the Captain Rex showing up, which are awesome. Hold on. I'll grab one. Uh, Try not to knock down anything else. So there we go. Oh, wow. That's cool. So he's in the – how do I turn – there we go. I'm opposite. Uh, yeah, so he's got the, you know, it's really nice. It's six inch. It's, you know, Alfie said if he would have been on tonight, he was going to open his live on the show. And then he's not here. So, well, you know, he could have done it or his daughter could have jumped on and done it. Yes. For me. He showed up in the mail today. So I know that. Um, couple other things. Mando season three has finished filming. Good. Um, can I ask a question on that? So. They're doing the Kenobi launch on Wednesdays. It's only going to be now five weeks because they're going to do two in the first one. Yep. What's coming after Kenobi? Is there anything slated right now? I I don't know. Um, I, I mean, mean it's it got to be Bad Batch next, correct? Like that's the only April Fool's joke that I freaking fell for. Oh my gosh, me too. Me too. That, that one, graphic looked legit. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Uh, it was the only time I, it left my mind. It got me. I fell for that one, and I'm a Clemson football fan, and they, their own account posted that Dabo was going to retire at the end of the 2022 or 22 23 season. And I about had a brain aneurysm. I was like, I freaking hate this holiday. It's a joy <laughs> robber, and it, it robbed is. my joy. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't stand it. Um, so. Uh, let's see here, Mando season three. Oh, weird thing, kind of off Star Wars, but still Star Wars. Apple TV has announced Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel are coming out with a comedy on Apple TV that's going to be like 10 episodes. Harrison Ford is playing a psychiatrist, so is Jason Siegel. In all the years, this is his first TV role. Yeah, everything else he's done is movies. And then I think he was a stand-in or a back character in like some old shows in the 60s or 70s. But he's doing a TV series at the ripe old age of whatever he is right now, um, 80 almost. And yeah, doing a TV show on Apple. What the heck are we going to expect out of that? He's playing a psychiatrist. Is Jason Siegel the guy from How I Met Your Mother? Is that? Yes. That's the guy? Okay, when you said it, at first I thought Steven Seagal. I don't know why that – I was like, you mean the guy from the movie where he's <laughs> no. – Now I'm picturing the Steven. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing the two of them being psychiatrists together. That would be yeah. an awesome movie. And show. blowing shit up and killing yeah, that's... people. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, Steven that's, what I thought you, that's what I thought you said. Not Steven Seagal, Jason Seagal. No, I haven't seen that. I got to go look that up. You know, it's I saw a clip of um, Harrison Ford the other day, and it was from that. It was from one of the movies that Sasha Baron Cohen made. It wasn't Borat, but it was one of the other ones. And he was saying, you know, we're going to go meet the Harrison Ford. And you know how he does his pranks live and everything. And he runs up to Harrison Ford. He's like, Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford, no hesitation, turns to him, goes F off and just keeps walking. <laughs> And it was it was just so funny, man. I'll have to send you guys that clip. He he's walking, hand in his pockets, looks at him, f off, keeps walking. Like he's he's a funny guy. I think that'll be a funny show. The two of them together will be good. I'm interested. I mean, I, I love Harrison Ford. I think I've seen everything he's ever done, and uh, there's some great movies of his that aren't Star Wars and that aren't. Uh, hey, there we go. Bad Boy was on it. Harrison Ford is 79 years old. I guessed 80. Wow. 79 years old. Uh, and Jason Segel's funny too. He I really like him. I he's much funnier than Steven Segel. You know what role of his that? I, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, the role I liked of his was um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Is that the one? Oh yeah. Where he played, he has the vampire opera yeah. Muppet thing. He does his Muppet show. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that right there. I was like, what are we doing? He kept eating those big bowls of cereal. But I love, I love that. He's character. also really good when he fights Lou Ferrigno in "I Love You, Man." Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very funny. That's a funny one too. I forgot about that because yeah. it was in, uh, Paul Red was the real estate agent, right? That's it. He was yeah. selling Lou Frigno's house. Yep. One other thought too, just as like a shout out to Harrison Ford and Lucasfilm is, um, when I had just gone to Disney, uh, they had the, you know, the Indiana Jones show and, um, Oh, we got Brandon here. You know the uh, Indiana Jones show at Hollywood Studios? Um, yes. Yeah. I, I remember that was there, I'm pretty sure, when I was five years old, which was 25 years ago. And we went there, and that that still just sells out every show. That is how interested people still are in that story. And, I mean, the guy who plays him looks like Harrison Ford. And I don't know. It's 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 pretty cool to think about how legendary that is because I'm like, this this will probably always be here just because it just that that type of character that type of story it just never gets old brent you were just down in orlando is is the harrison or is the indiana jones thing still up at hollywood studios so we went last year during covid and they were using it as a covid mask break area so they were poor indiana jones it was back it was running when i was there it was full it was sold like everybody yeah, yeah, okay. we saw it there. Yeah, I mean, and like the kids, my my son was freaked out when the ball came out and everything. And you know, it's like that's what I'm saying. Like I was watching it, just like how the hell does this thing just fill up all the time? You know what though, Brent? Let's think about it. And D Doc, let's think about it. When you went, Brent, and COVID, they couldn't put all those people sitting right next right. to each other, so they had to use it as that. So now that the COVID stuff's kind of broken, D Doc, you're probably right. It might be there forever. I, I, but it's also, I mean, it, let's be honest. It's, I don't know if it's Indiana Jones, but it's the, it's the stunts. It's the, it's the, you feel the heat of the explosions. Yes. So it's not just the content. I mean, yes, it is Indiana Jones, but I think it's just the stunt spectacular that it, like, just everybody wants to see that live. Agreed. Hey, uh, Chewy's Cantina, Lucas Butler, thanks for hopping in. What's up, fellas? We're doing great. Glad to have you come on and check us out for a little bit. We, we figured we'd do one live here and see what it was like. And uh, 
we'll get it posted out on YouTube soon. And uh, we'll also, after Joey figures out a way and gets a recording, we'll make it out as a podcast. But until then, Lucas, Chewy's Cantina, thanks. If if you guys, if nobody's checking out Chewy's Cantina on Facebook, you need to go become a member. It doesn't cost anything to be a member. You just join the group. They do some great sales weekly and then have sales going on all the time with people with great toys, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, all those kind of things. So thank you to his cantina for showing up. I cut somebody off there real quick. I don't know if it was D Doc, Nick, or Brent. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was I was we were giving shout outs. I was gonna give one more shout out. Uh Sam Caldwell at Chopper Base is watching us tonight as well, too. He's been on once or twice before. He's uh checking out, he just sent me a screenshot of the of my goofy face smiling on the uh, on the podcast. So thank you for that, Sam. Sam's well, expecting a baby too. Are you kidding me? Yeah, come on, man. Baby's all over the place. He's got a baby coming in June. Oh my gosh. Man. June, June's our birthday month here at the Molinero House. We got a lot of them going on. So hey Brent, I I know you hopped in and heard us a little bit talking. Mm-hmm. Any topics that want to stand out to you that you want to throw in there? Uh you noticed on the shows you haven't been on recently. Um, you, uh, you've been brought up. We, we brought up <laughs> a question every time we wanted to make you yeah, be a part of I heard it. The lightsaber so. question that would, uh, D doc tried to do it justice, uh, with, uh, John Jackson Miller or, uh, right. John Jackson Miller. Yeah. 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 No, oh, I so hope that's Sam that I am so cool. That is Sam. His when, kid, that's kid. awesome. <laughs> Sam, my birthday is June 9th. So. Get it on June 9th. We're, we'll be good. I'll make sure your kid gets a gift. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else going on with you, Brent? Any any Star Wars Legion updates besides when you take it down to ICCC and pull the board out and have everybody going? I mean, obviously, you probably have already talked about that, but uh, obviously the 29th of April is something that I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, there's a whole bunch of Legion news that I can go into detail on, but I've talked about it. Um, I just got in, I'm actually watching a podcast on my television right now of a, it's a, it's a virtual game It's called table simulator, but there's odd on there. We actually can play the computer. Oh, these who do a podcast, um, they're based, um, together. Nick, are you losing him? Like, or is it just me? It's like uh, speaking Klingon. Yeah. And being heard or you were breaking up pretty bad. You were like every other word. Which I thought was me, but it was you. Press pause on your podcast at your time. Hip, there you go. um, I really wanted to hear about your game. I'm just turning that off. Yeah. So, okay. I don't like my internet can might go in and out. I apologize. I, I, but what I was getting at was there's a guy, they're doing a 40 person, uh, like internet, uh, simulator where you can play star Wars Legion on the computer. Um, and I was just, they were putting it together out of these 40 people. Some people from Australia, some people are from, um, I think there was, they said there was a guy from Romania that was in this league, but they do a podcast and they got 40 people. So I just joined that. So I just figured out who and found out who was in my pod and who I'm going to play against type of thing. So they're doing it online, not. Yeah. 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 So it's a, 
there's a thing called tabletop simulator. Like you could play like Othello against somebody if you wanted to. You could play like chess, a regular chess game, but it's a complete mod. So it's the actual figures and the actual game. People have made maps and like it's so it's the same game. You're playing against somebody else, um, but it's all just completely remote through the computer. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's bad. The, the 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 obsession of that is bad. It's not necessarily as bad as the amount of stuff that is behind D-Doc. I haven't seen him in about a week or two, and that thing, my friend, is is impressive. Yeah, I actually I put this uh, this shelf up last night, which I, I don't know. You really can't see it that well. The stuff that's on it and stuff, but it, it's fine because it's there and you can see it. That's right. I gotta say though, the mall, the mall Lego is what brings it together, man. That yeah, thing is one me. of the, it is one of the best things I've built. I mean, it was a bit tedious because it was just all those mini pegs. That thing was thousands mm. of pieces, but damn, it looks freaking awesome. I mean, you look at it up close, yeah. you can't even tell what it is, and then you back away, and it's 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 really incredible the way they designed that. But I have ships sitting next to me that I can't fit on these shelves. I have. I've got like the tie striker here. I can't, I don't know what that's all dusty. I got to clean that off. Millennium Falcon destroyer. I don't know. Well, hey, I can figure quick, it out. Brent brought up ICCC. Okay, Tommy Lane, what kind of swag do you guys have for ICCC? We're putting that together now, Tommy. Uh, what will you be selling? Looks like shirts and hats right now. Uh, we'll have stickers, shirts, hats, stickers. Um, where's your boot? Where, where's your booth set up? They haven't told us yet. Uh, <laughs> what's your booth number? We don't know yet. Um, who can get the most selfies with cosplay people at the show? I'm going to put money on me because I will go around and make sure I get pictures with every character that I possibly can. But I, I will accept the challenge from any of you on that. Um, will we be doing a live show from ICCC or Instagram or Facebook or anything like that live feed? Probably. I would say that's a good good thing. Um, and we'll have some Star Wars Legion going on at the booth. And uh, yeah, with, a lot of info is still coming in. Is so, there any cosplayer that you want to see? Is there like anybody that you're looking forward to in cosplay? Yes. Um, I'm going to say Captain Rex. I, I want to get I want to get my picture with Captain Rex. Okay. I heard some story about some con. I don't know if, where it was. Or who said it? But they said that there's this muscle-bound guy. So he was big. He was wearing a muscle suit, and he called himself Ben Swolo. <laughs> <laughs> I like. And that. so he looked. He had like the Kylo Ren mask on, and he called himself Ben Swolo. And that's the type of stuff that I want to see. Is who can go like who goes like who who takes a oh, spin yeah. on the actual character that? And then there's this. I've been watching on YouTube. She is fantastic. Or like Camus cosplay or something like that is the name of it. You know, D Doc, you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but I I might I if I looked her up, I'd probably be following. Her. I love cosplays. Oh, dude, she is. She has done like it, it's all about how she puts together her cosplay things, and she does like she did one for like the raid game that you see promoted on social media. Like she does some awesome looking cosplay types things uh, i think i sent out a video of her making the mandalorian rifle and a iden she has an iden versio that she mm -hmm. put together um she does some cool cosplays i doubt she would be at icc con but i 
I kind of want to see the realistic ones, but then I also want to see somebody take a spin on it like the Ben Swolo. Hmm. I think I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see some offshoot versions of main things. I, I, I'm going to leave those pictures up to you, but I want you to get all those. So be prepared. It's going to be really good cod, cosplayers and me with my Mandalorian helmet just walking around. <laughs> Just wow, you guys really dressed up really cool. I just what what else am I gonna get to wear it? I'm bringing it with. There you go. There's something wrong with that. Um looking like Chewy's a noob. Can- Chewy's Cantina says we are going to love the ICCC. Lucas, you should go. You should bring the Chewy's Cantina people and meet us up there. It would be fun. Um Alfie sent me a ton of pictures of things that I don't think you guys want to see. And they're not bad. I'm just gonna forewarn you. They're not the kind of pictures that we can't talk about. They're no, Star Wars. they're his toys collection. Well, no, he that... sent me other ones away from you guys that are, are here we go, little pictures and screenshots of all kinds of things that I was not prepared to see. So do we want to talk about them? Yes or no? I, I know what the one that you're uh, holding is, and it was debunked. Okay. The, the one that the one that you're showing was debunked today on Twitter. Thank, thank good. Is this spoilers? Okay. It's... Uh, uh, I mean, from deep what deep. from what people say, it's a fan film. What 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 those pictures are, are from is yes. You're talking about the Ahsoka one, okay? Yes, I've read some things. I know that uh, the one uh, Captain Rex Captain Rex uh, cosplay uh, on Twitter. He he had said, you know, this is a fan film. You can okay. tell by the cameras. You can tell by the directors. You can just tell it's not a like a legit set. Which I, I I when I saw that picture, I was like, oh my god, because they did a damn good job with with whatever costumes they had. They did, but yeah, I, I apparently it's fan fiction. Okay. But it, well, I don't think they're even to the point of filming that's that season yet. Like to our knowledge, no idea. So right to our knowledge, and, and that is the case. But like, I don't know. Like people, anyways. So I'm pretty smart, Dak. <laughs> Alfie also sends Misty Rosas confirmed she is in the Mandalorian season three. She was Quill and she was the frog lady. So the mm. person who played those two is going to be in some costume for Mandalorian season three. I, unless it's a flashback to one of those two, I'm guessing it's going to be a new character. Um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi new comic series in Marvel, they said there's a chance they could jump back into. The time when um, Obi-Wan and Satine were stranded with each other away from uh, Qui-Gon. So, I know two people are going to be happy about that. Well, yes. And so... Um, Joseph Molinero. Yep. And Duchess of Dark uh, Darksaber Light. Those two are yep. going to just eat that comic series up. Yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, you guys did see Anna Graves. So just throwing out there, Anna, if you listen or hear... You're welcome anytime. We'll set up time to do an interview with you for uh, the the Duchess Satine who played her in the Clone Wars. We will have you on, and she's going to be at the show, and she said she'd try to get us an interview before the ICCC. So we're going to work on that and uh, and try to get that set up. You didn't know that, Brent? No. She yeah. uh, she said indeed to you, right, Joe, on Twitter? You said, hey, we're going to be at ICCC if you want to do an interview, whatever, and she, she responded, yeah. So I saw that on now. I was like, wow. Yep. So uh, she she said she'll email me and we'll set up a time to do an interview. It's hard to pass up a person who is in the Clone Wars. 
to do an interview. Um, that that's pretty cool. So, so I, I have a random question because um, I I don't know if this was released on April Fool's Day or not, and I don't know if it was true or not. Did they truly push back the Obi Wan Kenobi to the Friday? Yes, that's legit. That's yes. legit. Ewan okay. himself came out and said it. Well, I saw that, but it was also released on April Fool's Day. Yeah, and and we or talked, the day, it was right around then. So yeah. we, we talked about it briefly. I I think it's because they want to give the people at Celebration something before everybody else sees it. So I think on Thursday they're going to show it to the people at Celebration. So then on Friday, us regular folk can watch it on Disney Plus. So that's just my two cents worth. That's what I think we'll go with, Nick. Hey, since we're talking about Kenobi, I was curious when you talked about the Kenobi comic because my first thought was, if that's out right now, why have I not read it? We need to read that and do that. Um, Sci-Fi Wire just put up a article yesterday about it. Uh, it's kind of an exclusive with the writer who's going to be writing this, uh, Christopher Cantwell, who's going to be writing this one. And I figured since we're here, this is worth reading since we were talking about you could go back to Duchess Satine's time. Okay. It says this, unlike the new live action series, which will focus on a very particular time and place in Kenobi's life, Marvel's Obi-Wan will f has the freedom to span Obi-Wan's entire Jedi career, beginning with his time as a youngling at the Jedi Temple before he met his eventual master Qui-Gon Jinn. Each issue of the comic will cover a different adventure from a different period in Kenobi's life, beginning with issue number one, tale of an eight-year-old Kenobi launched into an adventure in the Coruscant underworld. He's not yet the Jedi he'll grow to be, but as Cantwell explained, writing Kenobi at any age means focusing on certain aspects of his character that have always been there. This was published yesterday. Will he say hey. hello there? Maybe It'll not be really. just very, his voice will be very, very high and squeaky, but yes, hey, he'll say hello. It. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hello there. Yeah, um, Chewie's Cantina made the point, popped it up there. Yeah, crazy, they made a big deal about it being released on the Star Wars anniversary and then change it. I mean, look, we, we joke, we tease, we, we love Star Wars, but sometimes sometimes the marketing, you got to look and go, are we doing this then or are we not? Are we making this decision or are we not? You know, I mean, They made a big deal about moving everything to Wednesday releases and now they're going to push it to a Friday release. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it's on the Friday release when Stranger Things is releasing. Good night. Cool, but here's the deal about that because everybody's going to spend their time watching Stranger Things, and in the next week they're going to be able to watch Kenobi, and there'll be no be no problem because Stranger Things isn't going to be serial released. It's going to be a dump, and people are going to spend their 14 hours of their life watching Stranger Things. Not me. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I'm here for Kenobi. Check out timeline. What? What? Is that us or is that about the people pushing Kenobi back? <laughs> I mean, there's multiple ways you could take that. I think Tom is talking about the change. So, yeah. <laughs> See, now this is why it was smart that they had you and announce it. Because me, I sat there and watched him and said, okay, I'm fine with that. And now, now that I'm seeing these comments, I'm like, you know what? They're right. I was, I thought it was pretty cool that they were releasing on the anniversary and everything. But what, You know, what are we going to do? We're, what we're, can you do? We're four guys who don't live in... California and don't have a say in what Lucasfilm slash Disney is doing. So, but they chose Not the right person to make the announcement. Yep, I was going to say it. Did. 
they chose the right person to make the announcement because like Dave, like you said, uh, no one else. I mean, it, may, it softens the blow because everybody's excited to see him in it. And if he's the one saying, hey, guys, don't worry, it's still coming. We're just going to push it back a couple days. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, he was on that crypto commercial in the Super Bowl, and I'm just like, hey, okay. it's him, you know? He was, on the, like... he was on the Expedia one, and I stopped what I was doing and watched the travel commercial because I was like, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> we need to stop. Everyone shut up right now. <laughs> Guy holds a lot of power right now, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. across, across the uh, social media and uh, entertainment world. But at least he didn't slap anybody at an award show yet. So he, he doesn't have all... Did oh. you have to go there? <laughs> yes. I've been, I've tried to avoid that conversation for about a week now. I could give about one rat's ass about the entire situation. <laughs> I just thought it was You're like, the one who dropped the nugget. You're the one that's an hour and a half. He doesn't, face it. He doesn't drop care. the nugget and now you're derailing us. I you know. Care. I like I like Hitch. I like that movie. I mean, All I mean, right, so like, enough about that. Like, <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's talk about toys, and let's talk about because the video only showed building one, so I didn't feel like you guys went to building two, three, and four like you did last time. Oh, we went to all. I, I just, I was so, I was so much chasing um, either Alfie, Tom, or Joey <laughs> because I was trying to be a good care, you know, caregiver to all of them. <laughs> Uh, they were all wanting to buy high dollar items and I kept going, guys, slow, you have to slow your pace. And so my plan was to film a quick round at every, every building, but we just, once we got in, it was just like, we were going and um, yeah. And I was being, I was being masked this time. I'd be like, Oh, you, you'd like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Check that price. And then I'd be like, I'm good. I don't need that. And mass did the same thing to me last time. Everything he saw, He'd point it out, and then he'd back up. So, yeah, I love. I would love to go to that uh, uh, Xenia. Is it Xenia or whatever that toy yeah. show? Just to see some of the stuff that they have. Just uh, like, just like this I Triple C man. Like, I don't think I'm gonna purchase a thing, but it's gonna be cool to be surrounded by it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I Tom. So it's funny. Tom. Tom's in California. Tom Lyons in California this week, and I, I jokingly. With me, him, and uh, our one of our hosts who will get him back out here, Mass. Uh, I, I sent them a text. I was like, "Hey, Tom, when you're in California, make sure you look for Star Wars stuff." Joey, ha ha. Then Mass writes back, "Oh, Tom, only 1977 and 1985 for Joe, please." <laughs> I love Mass. <laughs> He's such a prick sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway. Look, I we've kept you guys way long. It's it's we went. T Bob got stuck at his photo shoot, so he's modeling right now. He's probably getting things waxed because he's a hairy man. Um, so he's probably busy with all that, especially when he's showing thigh in whatever photo shoot he's doing. Uh, so he couldn't make it. Joey, his his wife, um, as you guys all know, all you pregnant, you know, all you pregnant families out there, uh, she's not feeling well. So he's like, hey, I got to go take care of that. So. They were both supposed to be on longer and everything like that. And Alfie has to be at work at 1.30 in the morning. So he was like, hey, schedule switch. I got to I gotta miss and do that. So I, I appreciate it. And Brent, sorry to get you on here late. And, and then we're going to jump. But Nick, we, we did the free-for-all. Just a little bit of free swinging on everything. Any closing thoughts before we, before we break away here? No, only closing thought that I have is uh, I have recently got into, based on our 
one from John Jackson Miller last week. I I realized I hadn't finished uh, from a certain point of view the Empire version mm-hmm. of it, which he has a short story in it, and I'm slowly progressing and working towards it. And those books are just a ton of fun. Like every like looking like reliving some of your favorite Star Wars, looking at it different. And so that's that's what's keeping me entertained with Star Wars to these days, even though it's not a new release. Yes. Yeah entertaining and easier to track than some of the high republic stuff that i've been going through and star wars lego to go along with it. and star wars lego which i'm about four percent it'll show you how far into the game you are i'm about four percent in and i barely scratched the surface good good well we'll talk about more i want to hear more about star wars lego and more things you're reading and listening to next week we're going to have uh, michael havens of the i triple c on as our guest next week Maybe then we'll get more details on where we are, booth, all that kind of stuff. So, Nick, good updates. D-Doc, how about updates with you or closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, don't have many updates, but closing thoughts. I mean, I just enjoy these free-for-all episodes just because it's like, I mean, you could just, when you have a free-for-all episode of Star Wars, it could go anywhere. You're going to laugh. You're going you're gonna to talk about everything top to bottom, and it's just fun to talk Star Wars. That's why we're here. Talk the wars, as Brent would say. So, yeah, I just yeah. enjoyed the show. You got it. You got it. Brent, how about you? I know we got you in here late, but you were making some good comments early. So, oh, I mean, it's all about the love story, man. The attack of the clones. It's all about the love story. <laughs> I will never forget that statement, Nick. I mean, that is, uh, <laughs> like, that's what I thought love, that's what I thought perfect love was. That's what I still think love is, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Every it day. Is. Since you've come into my life, I've died a little bit each day. <laughs> Pants, uh, Padme Amidala, and all leather. Yeah. <laughs> Shifted across the table at dinner time with the Force. That's, I mean, Obi Wan yeah. would be very grumpy about this. So I, and I'm also glad to hear that that uh, Joseph is reading or listening to the Darth Revan uh, and the Revan book. Um, there's a couple others. I've got them right here written down. I'm ready. Uh, there's a couple others from the Old Republic uh, world that uh, some of them are good, some of them are not. Um, but there is one in there. There is like a, he's like a Dash Rendar character. I think it's the second one. It's like Deception or Deceived. Um, yep. But a character in there that's kind of like a Han Solo slash Dash Rendar type character that's in there. Um, and I think those are Mark Thompson read books, all four, because I read all four of the ones that are in the main, in the main series of the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, or sorry, I listened to them, but yeah, so, uh, the Legion, they're coming out with some black sun, which is, um, the, uh, one of the, they're going to, they can play with the empire. You can hire them as a mercenary for the empire. Um, and they're, they're going to be the pikes. They're coming out with them. All that's in June. So that's the other stuff coming out with the Legion that I was talking about. That's being released slowly trickling out. Um, let's see other star Warsy things going on. Nah. Okay. Nah. It's good. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be mind blowing or world changing. You know, we're we're good. We can just talk about it. Like I said, we went live on this one. It'll be on YouTube as soon as we click done with this episode. So you can go watch it on YouTube. Uh Joey will put the recording together tomorrow, make it into a podcast. So we'll have that out as a podcast episode very soon. Like you said, uh Brent, now that I've read the Banes, I finished up Revan. It's Deceived, Fatal Alliance, and Annihilation that are the other ones. Okay, so Annihilation is just weird, just a weird concept. Fatal yeah. Alliance was pretty cool because they had a Mandalorian in there that's not your traditional Mandalorian. Just want to okay. throw that. 
Um, and then Deceived has one of my favorite characters, um, Darth Malgus. So cool. It's not not Darth, like he's, I believe it's Malgus. And the voice of Darth Malgus is kind of like Bane from Star Trek, uh, from um, this Batman Dark Knight. Oh, okay. He's got oh, 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 like, oh, oh, oh. like, like, he's one of my favorite Mark Thompson voices was Darth Malgus. Good. So I'll look forward to I like I like that one to see. The other two were, and I think Fatal Alliance is the one I think has the, the Dash Rendar slash. I don't know his name, but it's that type of a character. He'll jump out at you like, oh, okay, that's... Because I think he uses the Han Solo voice for him. Gotcha. Well, here's... I'll give a couple quick touch points again. One, John Jackson Miller's book, Kenobi, re-released today. If you don't have it, go get it. It's worth it. We all love it. Audio or the written word, the hardcover, the paperback, whatever you can get it on, you should go get it. Two... Thanks for you guys getting me into these darker series. So Bane and Revan and all that stuff. Loving all this stuff now. And to go along with that, if you don't have the Libby app on your phone, mm. L-I-B-B-Y, Libby app, you need to run and get that. Because it's your entire library in either regular books or audiobooks free to your phone. No, I know that's for the Indianapolis version. Is that Libby for? Is that nationwide? Because I do know sure. that we have other listeners. I'm pretty sure you can pull up other cities, other states, okay. and do that as well. Double check that. But Libby yeah. is awesome. It's not Libby for your area. Find out what your online publication is, and you can check out digital copies of books. Correct. In your area and try to find these books. I, but uh, I will also I will also give a shout out to your significant others. Uh, Nick and D-Doc, one, let you guys do this and getting ready to have babies. Joey's significant other, Riley, having a baby on the way, letting your husband go and do these kind of things. It's awesome. Brent Dykeman, you and I don't have to worry about new, fresh babies showing up. Right. Grandkids, not the same as kids, so I can, I got a little cushion room there. Um, but to all the significant others for the, the Rule of the Galaxy group, I know D-Doc just kind of tripped in front of his wife a little bit. You know, thank you for letting us go together as guys and, and just have fun with this stuff because we're just being silly and, uh, you know, having fun. It's it's just a good time to take us away from that real world that we're all surrounded with every day. So um, to all the listeners and guys and guys and gals who gave us a shot tonight on the live show. Thank you. It's chapter 132. Uh, Rule the Galaxy. Follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Uh, rule the galaxy sw at gmail.com you can email us just like dave jones did tonight with his why he loves star wars and um youtube and facebook just just rule the galaxy we'll be back next week with michael havens from the i triple c and until next week may the force be with you <laughs>